Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, self-awareness, isn't selfish. It is all too easy to believe that the idea of self-awareness is a very selfish idea. And let's face it, we have way, way, way too many examples of people in this world who are selfish as all get out. There are narcissists, there are egomaniacs, there are some terrible people constantly in the news that we are being bombarded with and we are reading about all the time who are doing terrible, terrible things because they are incredibly selfish. And most of them seem extremely calculating or just dumb lucky. And in most cases, there's kind of this bizarre blend between them. Now, I don't feel like getting into who they are or getting into any of the specifics of this because that's not what I want to talk about with you today. That's not what I want to discuss. What I want to talk about is how empowering self-awareness is and why it isn't selfish. Let's start with an important fact. Who is in your head? The answer is you, and you're the only one in there. You might give people a bit of a look inside. You might provide them with some insight. But overall, the only person inside your head, inside your heart and soul, is you. You are the only one who knows what you are thinking, what and how you are feeling, any intentions you have in any of the actions that you take, and what your goals are, and all the things that make you tick. You're it. You're the only one who can know what's going on inside your head, heart, and soul. That's the way it works. Similarly, I'm the only one inside my head, heart, and soul. I am the only one who knows what's going on inside of me. And let me tell you, sometimes that knowledge isn't quite so cut and dried. It's not completely clear. I have a general idea of who and what I am. I've got intentions for where I want to take my life. And yet, on more than one occasion, I find myself self-sabotaging or otherwise doing things that are counter to who I'd like to be, who I believe myself to be, what I want to be doing. Before you know it, it's very, very easy to lose sight of ourselves. And that's why self-awareness for everyone is so important to me to share and spread and why applied guidance for mindfulness ties into this. Mindfulness and self-awareness go hand in hand. They are one and the same. And a big part of why is because mindfulness is practical, veritably tangible tools that we can use to be more self-aware. Mindfulness is a combination of both our sensory input and what we get from our six senses and what we know ourselves to be thinking, feeling, intending, and doing. It is all about self-awareness and being conscious of just what it is we're doing. All of us exist on three distinct levels. The first being the unconscious. There are things that our bodies do that we have no conscious control over. 
but they're part of what make us live, and they are part of our thought process. But by and large, they're in the background. They're the machinery that runs the show. On the next level is our subconscious, and this is where our beliefs, our values, and our habits exist. The next layer above that is our conscious. Our consciousness is where we have direct knowledge of our inner being, of ourself. It's our mindset, headspace, psyche. Even though consciousness is that level, we're not always aware of it. Mindfulness helps us be aware, but it's really, really easy to lose sight because we live in a world made up of incredible distractions, some of which are good, some of which are not so good. Some of the tools designed to connect us have actually disconnected us along the way. You might be listening to me on one of them now. Mobile phones and smartphones, the current technology, are just incredible, amazing pieces of tech, and they make our lives a lot better in many ways. But they also disconnect us, not just from each other, but from ourselves, because they are amazing tools of distraction. And if we spend too much time focusing on them and paying attention to them, we lose sight of ourselves because we get drawn away. And so we don't practice good self-awareness and we don't do proper self-care because we let ourselves be distracted by these things. And sometimes it just feels much easier to do. Because let's face it, we live in an absolutely crazy world right now. These are some of the most fascinating times in history. But more than that, these are our times in history. This is where we live, and this is where we exist. And it is only in the now, in this moment, that we can do anything that we set our minds to. That's not to say that there aren't certain types of limitations, but a great deal of the things that we do find limiting are of our own creation. They're artificial. They're not real. This connects to self-awareness, and it might seem like I'm going about this the long way, but it all comes to the same point, which is that when we are more self-aware, we are better able to see potential and possibilities and to recognize when we're being gaslit and when we are being told things that are untrue and when we are in the throes of some narcissist's fevered dream of what the world is supposed to look like and not taking that control that belongs to us to ourselves or for ourselves. Self-awareness often gets labeled as selfishness because a lot of the examples were shown of the quote-unquote self-aware are some fairly selfish individuals and the reality is that's not true, genuine, mindful self-awareness. Self-awareness is being more consciously aware, not just of ourselves, but when we know ourselves and we know where we're coming from and what we truly believe, we are better empowered to work with this world and to do things with our lives to make them something more and something greater. It is all too easy to be victimized. It is all too easy to fall into traps where we are being made to believe that we have no control over these lives, that we are only meant to do X, Y, or Z, that we fit into certain labels and things of that nature. I mean, come on, we're labeled all the time. You're labeled by your height, your weight, 
your body type in general, your skin color, your nationality, your chosen gender, your sex, whatever. They're all labels. Your nationality, your religion, all of these things are artificial labels. They don't mean anything. And yet we take them on and we make them a part of ourselves. I can easily identify as a cisgendered white Gen X middle-aged male. All of these things are labels. And yeah, I could use them to define myself. But is that who I truly am? Or is that who I project myself to be? Or am I accepting the labels of somebody else and taking it into myself? Self-awareness is part of how we figure that out. Who do you really desire to make yourself into? Who do you believe yourself to be? At your core, at your root, beyond your ego, your actual factual self. Who is that? That is what self-awareness is really, truly all about. Self-awareness is recognition of who, what, where, how, and why you are. It's all about being yourself. And it's not selfish. Why isn't self-awareness selfish? Because every single one of us has an individual self. What's more, each of us experiences this life in a way completely unique to us. There are nearly 8 billion people on this planet. That's a lot of people. You might know maybe a percent of a percent of a percent of the total number of people on this planet, no matter where you come from, what your background is. Odds are you know a very small number of people, relatively speaking, to the size of the world. Here's the thing. Each and every one of us, all eight billion of us on this planet are individual. Each of us is a unique self. We are not the same. Yes, there are many ways in which we are one. When you get right down to it, when you dig into our ultimate core, we are all one. We are all energy. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It changes form and transmutes from the tangible to the intangible, the material to the immaterial. And these meat popsicles we occupy and call ourselves are finite in that we're only going to be in this variation of who we are for, God willing, a hundred years or so. And we have the opportunity to make the most of this. And one way we can do that is via self-awareness. When we are self-aware, we gain insight into the truth of who we are. And if we find that that person is not who we desire to be, we then have the ability to change it. Change is the one and only constant in the entire universe. And if you don't like who, what, where, how, why, or even when you are in many ways, you can change it. It might not be easy to do. It might take a great deal of work. You may have circumstances that make change very, very difficult, nigh on impossible in some respects, but that doesn't mean that there aren't ways that you can change. And one way to begin is via self-awareness. Self-awareness is not selfish, and it's not selfish because 
all of us have selves, and all of us are aware of ourselves to a greater or lesser degree. And the less aware we are of ourselves, the less we have direct control of our life experience, the less we are capable of choosing what lights us up, what makes our lives into more if they're not how we desire for them to be. Now, I know that for some people, this is a lot harder than it is for others. I recognize my own privilege and my own abilities in comparison to those who have other struggles. I know that I am very, very fortunate in that respect, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a way for everyone to use their awareness to practice guidance via mindfulness to make new choices or to at least change their perspective and what they're looking at and how they're looking at it. Mindfulness gives you the keys to make choices for change. It opens the way to conscious awareness, and that, in turn, points you to where your subconscious mind is. It helps to show where your beliefs and values and even your habits are rooted. And what you might find is that if you have not been tremendously self-aware, there might be things in your subconscious that are driving you in ways you don't want to be driven. This is not stuff that you want, and you have the ability to make changes. But before you can do that, you just need to be aware. You need to know yourself. That is why self-awareness is so, so important. And I can't emphasize enough how incredible it can be to be self-aware. But it's not selfish. It's really, really not. Because selfishness in its truest defined form means that you take and deny somebody else something. It means that you knowingly cause somebody else to go without. It means that you knowingly cause hurt and harm to somebody else. That is true, genuine selfishness. There are things that are perceived as selfish by people, and it's very hard for us not to see them that way. When somebody says no for their own mental health, perhaps it causes you to feel hurt. It causes you to think that they are striking out at you, and you might look at it as selfish. And maybe from your perspective, it is. You're not wrong. But when you're the person saying no because you need to protect your own mental health, because you need to stay in a good place for whatever reason, it's not selfish. It's a part of self-awareness. And that's not a selfish act. It is an act of empowerment. That is why self-awareness and applied guidance for mindfulness are so important to all of us. This is not selfish, and I think that the more we recognize it for what it truly is, the more we can employ it to better ourselves. And when we are better and more self-aware, we empower ourselves to share that with more people. And let me tell you, I believe in the general good of people. I believe that there is potential and possibility. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days, and that doesn't mean that there aren't times I want to bang my head repeatedly into the wall or on my desk, that I don't get really frustrated with certain things and people and my own circumstances. But by being more self-aware, I am empowered to make choices that will take me where I desire to be. 
Okay, having gone through all of this, let's talk about this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. Every week, I am going to provide you with a tool, a mindfulness tool for applied guidance. And these are things that everybody can employ in order to have more self-awareness and to build up more mindfulness. This week's idea, this week's tool is tied to meditation, but it's not meditation, which I will talk about at a later time. Meditation, while I believe it can be for everybody, isn't for everybody. For all kinds of reasons, meditation won't work for some people, and that's fine. Not everything is going to work for everybody. Again, 8 billion individuals on the planet. No two people are exactly alike. Close, but never quite exactly alike. But all of us can do a concentrated mindfulness practice similar to meditation, and all it takes is two minutes. Here is this week's mindfulness tool. All you need to do is the following steps, and you need two minutes and about five seconds of your time. Step one, seat yourself comfortably somewhere. Step two, set a timer and make sure that it's set with some sort of a chime or other non-jarring alarm for about two minutes and five seconds. And the about is the five seconds. It should be two minutes, but I want you to have a couple extra seconds. Start the timer, then close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Breathe in as deeply as you can. Breathe from the diaphragm. That's the best way to get the deepest breath that's possible. Once you've brought in that full breath, release that breath completely. That's the next step. Then repeat it. Do it again. Breathe in good and deep. Breathe out. Let it go. Continue doing nothing but this deep breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. As you're doing so, Think about breathe in, breathe out. Just work on, focus on breathing for two minutes. When the chime goes off, when your alarm goes and your two minutes are done, turn off your alarm. If you are breathing in, finish and expel your breath. Open your eyes and move on. That's all it takes, two minutes. And you can do this at various times throughout the day. But this two-minute practice is an excellent way to calm, to center, and to refocus ourselves, which in turn opens us to being more mindful and more self-aware. That's this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool, two minutes of concentrated, focused, deep breathing. Thank you for joining me for self-awareness for everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fima Honey. She is the creator of my cover art. Do me a favor and check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. 
I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.